live from Malifaux Ringside, it's Friday Night Foe Down! That's oh, shit. It's what, definitely on brand. Bean, oh, we should have. Oh. <laughs> Wait, everyone, everyone, oh. stop. Stop what you're doing. We all need to make beans. We don't have any beans in our house, is the problem. Oh, no. This is a disaster. I think we can have like two full that, for more beans. Seven foolish. Mix, they're, they're dry. We could crunch Ugh. on those. <laughs> dry beans. Delicious. Just, just crunching on dried beans. <laughs> do you have, do you have coffee uh, beans in your house? <laughs> oh, we do. We have coffee. That's fair. That's a bean. The way I can eat it. And those those honestly aren't the worst things to chew on. That's Crunch true. They're better if they're covered in chocolate, but I don't I don't think we have whole coffee beans. I think no, we have grounds. We have grounds. Raw dogs and coffee beans. That's fine. Handfuls of grounds. The grounds. Oh my gosh! You know what's good? Surprisingly enough, the dill pickle chip flavored lays. You know what's not good? <laughs> Putting the flaming hot dust on it—that—that <laughs> that does seem like a mistake of of mankind's hubris. I got it because it was cheap, and I felt like Victoria was subconsciously challenging me to eat them. <laughs> I sent fair. you the picture because I thought they were ridiculous. They're ridiculous, and I made the joke because they were ridiculous, and I full on did not expect you to want the flaming hot dill pickle lays. How many times have you been like, "Haha, it would be so ridiculous if someone ate these, Doug," and I'd be like, "I'll eat them, Victoria." Like, <laughs> Challenge accepted. What? Fair. That's fair. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> For the record, I would watch an anime where the entire setup was anime Victoria telling Doug it would be ridiculous if someone ate a thing, and then anime Doug eating the thing. No, no. Live action Doug. <laughs> it's like Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. Yep. But there's only one live action person in the anime world. Doug. But why? I'm not allowed to be attractive. You're attractive. Shut up. Uh, yeah, Doug. Yeah, yeah Doug. I am, eating, I am eating flaming That's hot yeah, lays. That is not an attractive quality in any. <laughs> oh wait, you're 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 claiming you're human. Okay, yeah, that does change the the attractive aesthetic. Did you say that your flaming hot pickle wasn't attractive, Daddy? <laughs> and <laughs> welcome. Hold on, time out, time out, time out. All I'm picturing is Eli just backing off with the flaming hot powder. <laughs> Oh no! I mean, whatever oh. gets you off, I guess. <laughs> you may continue now. Yeah, and uh, welcome to Friday Night Fodown, a very special Friday Night Fodown. Uh, this is Bean Powered Scoundrels. I'm your host, the man who posts beans the most, Nate. Uh. <laughs> Mr. Beans himself. <laughs> <laughs> to my esoteric direction, my 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 cousin in beans, the never bean man himself, Eli Greason. That's me. <laughs> that is you. That's me. A a flaming hot dill pickle sexual. Yeah. That. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, somewhere in another direction near him is uh, everybody's favorite washed up has been Roman Heckenberger. That's Roman Heck Bean Burger, by the way. Ah, gotcha. Sorry, sorry to make that mistake. <laughs> because my last name needs to be more ridiculous. Bold of you to legume. 
<laughs> Elsewhere in this world, we have the mean, mean queen of bean herself, Victoria. I'm in so much pain right now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and then there's Doug. Hi, I am trapped in Roman's basement. Please let me out. When do I get my husband back, Roman? I don't have a basement. I don't know what you're talking about. It's okay. You just now that he once we get him through this contractual obligation, we'll let him go. There's nothing <laughs> down here except for ski soda and flaming hot dill pickled shit lace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to poop. <laughs> so we're keeping you hydrated and fed. What are you complaining about? <laughs> Also, if you tap on the wall uh, loudly enough in Morse code, you might be able to get the echo to reach the guest basement that doesn't exist where Craig is currently hanging out. <laughs> uh, goodness gracious. Well, yeah, so this is going to be a very uh, fun and special edition of Friday Night Fodown. But first, let's, uh, let's, let's take a look at the weather and talk about some of our delicious, wonderful patrons. Eli, would you like to start us off? Uh, sure. So one of our wonderful patrons, Ambrose Ingram, is, uh, well, let me tell you a story about Ambrose. Once long ago, there was, uh, there was a soothsayer who, uh, ate a pot of magical beans and gained visions of the future. And he said, in this future, in this land, there shall rise up a hero. And he's going to shake hands with Ambrose Ingram. It's going to be the best day of that guy's life. And he's waiting for that day to come. Matt, could you uh, real quick explain like the theme we've got going on here? Uh, I mean, beans. <laughs> no, I think more of the... the, the Topics will be going over. Yeah, uh, so, you know, we're this should be coming out probably, what, Black Friday, day after Thanksgiving. Uh, so we're doing a little bit of a, uh, a Malifaux food special um, in the most cursed Malifaux way possible. Blurst. It should be a feast for the ears. A true feast for the ears. Everyone has their beans at the ready. And a purgative for the soul. You have a soul? I mean, yes, everyone is expected to eat beans. While listening to this, I don't care if you're driving. I don't care if you're delivering a baby. <laughs> you know, pull over and find the nearest bean and consume it. What if you're listening to it while you're sleeping and you're using it as some form of hypnosis? That's I'm weird. sure you could bring up some kind of IV. We've got Eli here to tell us how to do that. Mm, mm. Not sure why he would use our podcast to fall asleep to or use as a form of hypnosis. That's fucking weird. I'm so sorry for you. Terrified of the person that finds this boring. <laughs> like it's either annoying or funny, but if it's boring, I f- I'm terrified of you. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm up next. Chase Ferrario is another one of our patrons. Hello, Chase. And interesting thing about him is he in, he's in fact leading the industry in research into drone delivered cooked whole turkeys. Wow. Ooh. Yes. Coming straight to you the second he figures out the problem with birds of prey and uh, destroyed shingles. <laughs> I could see where that would bring you some difficulty. Is, I'm sure he'll get it figured out by next week or next year. I, I, I'm not sure. He just needs a net gun. Thunk. Thunk. Just eagles hey, Victoria. dropping in the sky. Uh, uh, I was trying to put this off longer. Uh, <laughs> well, 
I'm next, and um, it is the man of ships himself, Craig Shipman from, uh, what was it? Fifth floor skirmishes? Yes. That sounds right. Sorry, for fifth level skirmishes. Um, and besides being a patron on our show, he is also um, working with the U.S. government to weaponize exploding turkeys. Do they shoot them out of the cannon or like drop them from a plane? Well, you know how uh, it involves deep frying. Oh, mm. I feel like rednecks already had that down on lock, but yeah, but they can't. They haven't weaponized it. That just okay. happens. <laughs> what? I didn't hear you. Me neither. Hello. What? what? Oh, okay. Hello. Hello. Uh, okay. <laughs> we can cut this out. Nate can cut this out. <laughs> Nate can cut this out, but you know what? We can't cut out Dane Leargard. <gasps> Our blessed Dane Leargard, who, who, as we all know. Uh, or if you didn't know, is the uh, the, the developer of the Malifaux third edition uh, crew builder app. Then the reason for that was back in the day, you used beans to count out your points. And one day he spilled all of his beans and just, you had beans oh, no. everywhere. And just, it was so much easier just, just, just instead of picking up all the beans, just develop an entire new app and <laughs> launch it out for the entirety of uh, the Malifaux community to use. So, so, so bless you, sir. <laughs> So much easier to develop an app than uh, use a broom. Laziness is the mother of all invention. <laughs> <laughs> Laziness and beans. So our next patron, Joe Hadfield, is famous uh, around the world for disgusting and amazing Gordon Ramsay and the Pillsbury Doughboy in equal measure. No one knows quite what he did, but it was astonishing and horrifying. <laughs> I'm scared. Wow. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, I'm crying. Can't cry, Nate. You've got to host. <laughs> I I do have to host, and so I will I will wipe away my tears. And much like our next patron, Edward Santiago, who never has to wipe away tears because he can cut onions without crying. <gasps> Amazing. Wow. One hundred percent of the time, every time, no tears, just perfectly cut onions. Uh, he can he can dice them real well. Oh yeah, absolutely. He can he he can dice them to a level that nobody like. He can he can go from an onion to onion powder in one cutting session. Wow, it's wild. I watched it happen. I cried most of the time. Uh, you know, as most humans do. Yeah, as as a normal mortal human being, <laughs> seeing such <laughs> glorious artistry with a knife. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the onions that got me crying. Can you believe Nate describes himself as a normal human being? Quiet you. <laughs> what is normal these days, anyway? Speaking of people on this podcast describing other people, hey, Roman, who's your uh, who's our next patron? Well, one of our other patrons is, in fact, Eli Green. Whoa. Whoa. You cut off. You cut off. Who who just tried to mute the mic, oh. Oh. realizing that that would be recorded as a screeching, painful death. <laughs> I thought Zencaster was just trying to remove uh, the mention of Eli from this section. <laughs> Entirely. No, we have Eli Greason, uh, who actually our patron is different than the Eli Greason sitting next to me, as the Eli Greason sitting next to me, unbeknownst to him, his cover has been made, and he is, in fact, one of the scouts for the oncoming uh, invasion of the Killer Legumes. You've heard of Attack of Killer Tomatoes. They've got reinforcements now. Ah, nuts. (laughs) No, that's, that's the next wave. Nuts. I mean, peanuts are legumes. Oh, that's fair. 
But that means they're not really nuts. But they have nut in the name. It qualifies as a pun. Shut up. <laughs> Going from the man of ships to the man of cars, Austin Martin is our next patron on the list. And he brews a fantastic bathtub gin. Oh, yeah. But how's his prison wine? Subpar. Ah. But the gin. You know what I bet is the reason it's so great? What's that? He bathes in that bathtub. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Game Austin Martin bathtub gin. I'm just glad to hear one of our patrons bathes. <laughs> right? That's a high oh. bar. Oh, rude. An example but to hilarious. us all. I mean, I think we all know Craig Shimon doesn't. <laughs> ah, that's mean. Adrian <laughs> alienator patrons. Look, if we can't if we can't call Craig Shipman smelly, what are we doing with our time? <laughs> I, I have it on good authority. Craig bathes in the tears of Arcanist players who have listened to his podcast and take him too seriously. Seems right. Fair. Mm-hmm. That sounds like Craig. One of our other patrons who presumably bathes is John Haas, uh, who is the black sheep of the Haas avocado family. Uh, the black sheep because. He has, in fact, learned of the oncoming killer legume invasion and has been working to weaponize tiny avocados. A bold play. How? I don't know. It's classified. Ah, a lot of a uh, lot of weaponized food going about. Our patrons are uh, high high level military contractors, apparently. Yes. Weird that we're branching out into that demographic. <laughs> very very specific viewership. I mean, to be fair. When John was in the Navy, there were a lot of 40K guys, so. Mm, fair. Hey, who wants to hear about the greatest patron? Uh, I think we all do. Yes, I am, of course, talking about the Nick Westbrook, or known in other circles as L. Nick Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's another secret about Nick Westbrook, and it kind of makes sense, considering how amazing he is. He is, in fact, actually a time traveler. Ooh. Yes, folks. The Nick Westbrook knows how to travel through time, and it's actually him we had to thank for. Thank... Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's come back to mess up your sentence. <laughs> He's here. He's right here in front of he's here. He's here to prevent the paradox. Doug, what have you done? I've lost my train of thought. Give me a sec. And it's him, the Nick Westbrook, that we have to thank for brokering the peace between the pilgrims and the Native Americans, thus creating the first Thanksgiving. Aw. Also some horrible shit that happens to the Native Americans. But anyways, he didn't know that he, was going to happen. He's not responsible yeah. for that. Yeah, it's not he, his didn't, he didn't do that part. He was, he was trying to be a good guy. He was just trying it. You know, I was like, you know what, folks? You're just hangry. You're just hangry. Just have some food and get along. And they're like, ah, that's Nick Westbrook. <laughs> we read about him in the scrolls. <laughs> Not L. Nick Westbrook. <laughs> oh, oh my. The Spanish Pilgrims, of course. <laughs> the Spanish Pilgrims. All right, let's jump into this thing. Um, as uh, the great prophet Rick Astley once said, you know the rules and so do I. But for those who don't, we're going to put an hour on the clock. We've got a handful of food and Black Friday related topics. We're going to go one at a time. 
uh, pick a topic and everyone's going to get a chance to uh, provide their best and or worst answers. Order for tonight's foe down is Doug, myself, Roman, Victoria, then Eli. Starting the timer now and I will hand it to Doug. Oh, cool. Well, I'm going to go right with the one that I, I like the most, and that's incorporating history into Malifaux. The Boston Molasses Flood of 1919 killed 21 people and injured 150. What food-based disaster is Malifaux likely to see, and whose fault is it? Oh, boy. Oh, goody. Okay, so um, we'll blame the gremlins for this, because it's easy to do. Dang it. Um, but I first... I, I, I thought of like, okay, what's what can be food in Malifaux that can cause a lot of problems? And like most of, if you look up food disasters, first up, molasses is in there twice. I'm yep. like, <laughs> fucking molasses is dangerous, people. But uh, most of them are like liquid related because it, if mm-hmm. just a shit ton of liquid shows up, you're going to get people drowning and whatnot. But like there's other things that you would consider food I'm that can sure, be very, very dangerous. I'm pretty sure there was like a whiskey flood at one point, wasn't there? Uh, I, I know there was a beer one in London. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Then. Yep. But okay. Does everyone, does anyone know what a capon is? Mm, no. I'm aware of the word. A capon is a castrated rooster. Oh, no. Specifically done so to fatten them up for uh, food. So the concept is going to carry over to Malifaux, and there's probably some enterprising gremlins like, hey, we got these bayou chickens. They're effing huge. They can feed a lot of people. We just, you know, snip, snip the old uh, danglies. Might make them a little less violent, and then they'll get fat, and we can sell them off and feed them and, and feed people. But um, they got loose uh, oh, no. in the poor town of, of Edgepoint. A whole herd of roosters, you know, stamping around, murdering people, all that fun stuff. We'll blame Ma Tucket for this. <laughs> I mean that makes the most sense. Sure, it makes that makes the most sense. It's like, oh, we've rounded up these these roosters. We're gonna we're gonna you know cut off the nards, and then they're gonna get fat. And then, oh, whoops, the pen that we've made out of toothpicks and good intentions collapsed, and they're loose. Oh no, they're running into the nearest populated area. Whoops, and they're mad because we've decided to try to round them up by shooting them. Is so, this like the emu war? Yeah, kind of like that. But, you know, a good portion, we'll say like a third of the populace of Edgepoint died because this is Malifaux, shit like that happens. But uh, what I wanted to finish this with is because I am a child, I decided that this is going to be called the Great Cock Massacre. Ah, wonderful. (laughs) Okay, I am done. All right. So, since, since Doug went, well, a completely different and very creative direction, um, I'm gonna go and do something stupid. I'm gonna go with uh, Terra. Terra causes a little disaster, and uh, more or more likely Karina and Terra just wasn't able to stop her. Somewhere, somehow, Baja blast flood. <laughs> nice. <laughs> with some Doritos Locos tacos floating around. This is the best way to drown I've ever heard of. <laughs> Fryhold never knew what hit it. <laughs> oh no! All right, Roman, what do you got? That's all I had for that. I don't know if I can follow that up properly, but I'm gonna try. Uh, so, one thing I like to think about with Malifaux is clearly people like some somewhere 
there's someone who wants to come to Malifaux because there's whole new different spices and different things to try, new different dirt to grow plants in and soulstone dust to feed them because that sounds like a great idea. And I'm really just waiting for someone to get a new line of soulstone dust chilies, like chili peppers, have a big chili cook-off, and that just causes... Everyone basically, at, at best, you're getting out of this with horribly explosive fireball diarrhea. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, ah, so we're going, with a, we're going with a digestive disaster. <laughs> yes. And, and, and if you survive that, it's 99% effective at giving you whatever magic coming through the breach could have but didn't. <laughs> oh, shit. So we're, we're just going to call this the... Oh, man. I have a name for you. Okay, bring it on. The blowout at the Ortega Corral. <laughs> there we go. I love it. <laughs> oh, no. You're, uh, welcome. You're welcome, Internet. Victoria, what do you got for us? Well, going back to the bayou. Oh, no. I'm honestly surprised we ever left the bayou on this one. Listen, yeah, I made I made a promise to diversify my answers for this episode. So <laughs> he's gonna uh, going back to the bayou. Actually, along the same lines as Doug's answer. Oh shit! <laughs> but feral hogs instead, <laughs> because I need to meme. Angry ham. Uh, how many? How many would you say um, uh, at any given time? Uh, fifty to a hundred. Mmm, gotcha. That's a problem. <laughs> but who's, Sorry. Whose fault is it? Uh, who's the pig man? Ulex. 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 Technically not his fault, because Somer just opened the pen for funsies. Oh yeah, okay. I would, he's I, an would, asshole. I would blame Somer <laughs> because Ulex would get it under control. Sure. Absolutely. So yeah, no, my answer has changed to Somer. I feel like I feel like this is happening on the exact same day as the the chicken it disaster, the cock, the cock massacre, the cock massacre. One one part of town's getting getting the cock massacre, the other town's getting porked. Like it's, it's wild. <laughs> uh, Eli, your turn. All right, so a group of people out Malifaux wandering around uh, in some wetlands, and they find appears to be a field full of cranberries because uh a lot of people don't know that cranberries don't actually grow in the water they grow on vines and they flood it for the harvest and that's what these people end up doing uh they find these cranberries like hey easy pickings we'll just uh set up a dam and get this thing flooded uh come harvest time they don't know these aren't just wild cranberries uh these are on queen titania's land No one ever heard from these people again. The cranberries were delicious that season. Carnivorous cranberries. That is... That is a nightmare. I love it. No, that's Dreamer. Also, aren't, uh, aren't, like, cranberry bogs often, like... Don't they, like, often put spiders in them? So, like, I'm just imagining, like, a whole herd of bandersnatches that live in this cranberry bog. Which just sounds... That that is a nightmare. The thing that you just have to be used to when harvesting cranberries is just spiders crawling all over you because you're the tallest thing around and you're out of the water. 
yeah, now they're crawling in your shadow and the, the cranberries are nibbling on your toes. It's terrible. All right. See, I think they just need to go back to the bayou and make up a, mus- a mess of waffles to serve with those giant chickens. Mmm, delicious. I tried coming up with a pun this entire time, but I couldn't figure it out. I apologize. Good. <laughs> the best I got was like ocean spray of blood, but that doesn't make any sense. I apologize. Anyways. No, was, I, I understood it. I didn't like it, but... No, no, no one likes puns. You get enjoyment out of the suffering of others. So puns are the schadenfreude of comedy? Yes. We know this. We all know this. Yep. Sudden, suddenly my life makes so much more sense. <laughs> the more I hear that word, the more I want it to be my keyword once I become a master because mm-hmm. weird secretly likes me. Schadenfreude? Yeah, schadenfreude. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, man, I guess it's my turn to pick a topic, isn't it? It is. All right. Well, who is secretly, not openly, a cannibal? Ah, <laughs> uh, so many, uh, so many possibilities here. But you know, you know who I think doesn't eat doesn't eat whole people, but Doc Mitchell. The whole reason his medical practice got shut down was because just every once in a while. He'd be like, yeah, you don't need that liver. <laughs> no. Just really got a hankering for human liver. <laughs> Fuck. I was I was actually assuming you would set us up for like the licks the knife joke. What's <laughs> 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 a habit? So yeah, yeah, Doc Mitchell just like, oh, there we go. let me grab a little bit of that. <laughs> I no longer feel sorry for that man. Thank you. Exactly. I'm trying to make him less uh <laughs> less wimpy and sympathetic. <laughs> Wimpy. That is the perfect word to describe him. Thank you. Yeah, he is. He is absolutely wimpy little man. Uh, Roman, who's eating people? Well, since it's not openly a cannibal, um, the next best option, honestly, that comes to mind is similar, but for different reasons. It's got to be Doc McMorning, but it's the the trick is. A, he hasn't been caught for it. The guild caught him for other things. Um, but it, it's more the fact that he's so absent-minded that he'll be in the middle of an autopsy or sewing, you know, six things together. And Sebastian will remind him repeatedly that it's time for lunch and he needs to eat or else he'll get hangry. But Snickers haven't been invented yet. So he, he's he got a, shall we say, he looks for the nearest snack size oh, wow. thing. Oh no. And it ends up being let's just say he invents butterfingers, but it's not nearly no. as delicious. Your toes give them. Okay, to I me. I went a whole <laughs> different direction cuz I was thinking about the, you know, the Snickers dick vein, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. I'm not going to ask you what you mean by that. The Roman talking about eating a Snickers and there being a corpse. Is that not enough? Works for me. All right. <laughs> moving on. From, yeah, moving on from Snickers, Dick Veins, Victoria. God. Oh, man. We're going to get demonetized. <laughs> what? We're monetized? Are we going to lose a patron? <laughs> yeah, sure. Our patrons. <laughs> Our patrons. You know, they mentioned Snickers, Dick Veins one too many times. 
So who's who's eating people on the down low? Yeah. Uh, goodness. I don't have like a concrete reason. Um, Who just seems like a cannibal? I'm gonna say Zip. Mm. Oh, it's, I can see it. Yeah, I just I, like, like I said, I have no concrete reasons. I just it's a feeling. Yeah, no. So like, he sees the first mate eat one of his one of his crewmates, and is just oh, like, God. I wonder if that's any good. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, my first mate might be onto something here. Hold on a second. <laughs> Billy, get over here! <laughs> Poor Billy. Poor Billy. I need you down in the engine room. No reason. <sighs> Beautiful. Eli! So I also uh, went into the bayou for this one. Uh, mine's a little less uh, malicious. I think every once in a while... Lenny accidentally kills another gremlin. <laughs> and, uh, he started to get in trouble for doing that. And so he's like, I got to oh, hide these somehow. Oh, no. I accidentally squished one of my friends. Oh, no. Oh, no. Where's the best place for me to hide it? Oh. Uh, well, first he started feeding them to his little piggy. But he just takes so long to eat them. And Lenny's so big. So he's like, I could probably do that faster. And he did. Oh, no. Please, God, forgive me for what I am about to say. Also, that way they're with him forever. Oh. <laughs> Victoria, no. Why did we pick this topic? Um, <laughs> I think you know why. Doug, it's your turn. Hey, guess what? We're staying in the bayou. God damn it. <laughs> why am I the only one not in the bayou? On my conscience, it's easier to say gremlins eat other gremlins than I am to say a human eats other humans, okay? Fair enough. Actually, that's probably not the reason. I'm just like, this is sort of more recent because the character is in a position where he they might be going slightly insane. And I'm going to go ahead and say Wong. Uh, yeah. Spending his time, time in um, Kythera and listening to the three demon bag enough... Uh, he just sort of lost the concept that eating your fellow brethren is a bad thing, and sometimes you just you need some meat. So, you know, that lightning bug that blew himself up last week and has just a pair of legs that are smoldering on the ground? Those legs are going to go to waste, so Sillard's going to eat them if he doesn't. And they're already cooked. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you think meat's back on the menu, boys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all of our minds are slowly melding I just realized that Wong is like, uh, like all the masters are kind of like reflections of other characters in Malfoy, and I just now realize Wong is kind of Pandora. Oh shit! Oh wow! I never got that before. That's terrifying. Huh? Okay. I don't like that. (laughs) No, no, we're going to bed now. (laughs) Okay, let's change the topic. Yeah, let's. Uh, well, actually, while we're here, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sneak one in here at the end because you know who's technically definitely a cannibal, and that's the swine cursed because they were gremlins. They definitely ate pigs at one point, and now they're part pig. But anyways, uh, Roman as swine cursed also. They probably eat gremlins as swine cursed. So like, it, damned if you do, damned if you don't. <laughs> but but if you're a swine cursed, do you eat other swine cursed? I mean, hey, probably. They're hey, part you're, pig. You're, you're incorrect because swine cursed do not have the pig keyword. 
<laughs> All right, Roman, it's your turn. Pick a topic before I get mad. All right. We're going to go with uh, name a Malifaux master and explain their version of a turducken. Oh, oh Jesus God. Christ. And I totally didn't just think this up three seconds ago based on the previous conversation, oh, but uh, Wong's version of a turducken is totally a piglet inside of a gremlin inside of a swine cursed. <laughs> oh, no. And the trick is they all got their as being cooked for the meal for the one before them. Oh, oh no. It's the circle of life. What do you call it? Mm. Swine curse squared. Yeah, that would that would work. Or, uh... Ah, there we go. Green bacon and ham. Ugh. God dang it. You're welcome. Who's preparing this? Well... The Wong. gremlin eats the, the pig. Okay, we're playing one. Or one of his taxidermists. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Victoria. It has to be a master or. No, just say no, it. Just one. All right, I'll go with Karina's. Oh, boy. Um, and I'm pretty sure I've actually seen this on the internet already, but it is. I'm trying to figure out dimensions. Well, there are. Okay. What? Dementors are malleable. It's Karina. I know it's Karina. It is like not an entire chicken, but just a bunch of fried chicken. Inside of a bucket. Sorry. No. <laughs> no. Um, it's just inside. a bucket of KFC chicken. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, it's just a bunch of fried chicken stuffed inside an octopus, stuffed inside of a. Um, fuck. Shit. Ew. No. I know the one you're talking about. It's inside of a crab. Crab. What? Yes, giant crab. An enormous crab. What? Oh, no. Where you get the legs from. This is a nightmare. Yep. You're welcome. All right. Yeah, that is uh, that is some definite nightmare fuel. Hey, Eli, give us some more nightmare fuel. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Zoraida. <clears throat> Zoraida, who uh, invented a nifty little trick where you take a will-o'-the-wisp and shove it inside of a Cillarid, and shove that inside of a Groot Slang. Ew. Ew. That seems very greasy. <laughs> I bet it tastes like mud. It just drips. Nice and crunchy in the middle, too. <laughs> God! <laughs> What's great is the Will-O-Wisp actually helps you cook it from the inside out. Oh, neat. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, I thought that was bioluminescence. They're actually just on fire. <laughs> yeah, why not? Constantly, all the time. Sounds painful. Wonderful. That can't smell good. Uh, Doug, what do you got for us? Okay, I had two answers because I was afraid one of them would be taken, and one of them was taken, and that was Karina. But my thought <laughs> was Karina's idea of a turducken was a turkey inside of a turkey, 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 inside of a turkey. Of a turkey, of a turkey. <laughs> and she's going to call it the infinite turkey. <laughs> And technically, you can feed literally everyone. Oh, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the super lazy answer. And uh, their version of the tur- turducken is a turducken, and that's Marcus because he just fused a turkey oh. and a chicken into a nightmare fowl. I vaguely recall an episode of fucking Squidbillies. If you can remember that I, that sounds right where they bioengineer a chicken to just be like all wings and 
like vomiting blue cheese. Oh god! And that made me think of made me think of Marcus for some reason. Like if he wanted to get into the food business, there was nothing stopping that man. So Chimera Turducken as alternate Sabretooth Cerberus when? <laughs> oh, oh no! This Mega Ultra Chicken. He is legend. <laughs> Fucking Aquatine too, really? <laughs> yeah, there we there we are. All right. Well, mine, um, Hoffman's decided uh, he's in charge of Thanksgiving this year. Oh, no. So he stuffed a watcher inside of a hunter inside of a peacekeeper, and that is for dinner. The rest of the guild is not amused. (laughs) Well, if he's making dinner for all of his other constructs, because he's officially lost his fucking mind and all of them now have personalities, he calls all of them royal, too. He's lost his beans. Unfortunate. You know, they probably eat scrap. I guess. He put the beans in the watcher, which is like the core. It's like the stuffing. <laughs> Gross. It's just flying around, dropping beans on people. No, I'm sorry. I'm picturing this watcher escaping and then just flying off into the night. Crawling, crawling out of the hunter. Gracing people with beans from above in the middle <laughs> of the night. Bean stuffing. You know, literally, like, everyone would actually be really thankful for them. Anyways. I just saw backstage. <sighs> Thank you, Roman. Oh, no. You're welcome. Hold on. Let's uh, let's check this out. You're pausing the timer whenever we get sidetracked, right? Oh. Uh, no, because oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, Victoria, you can go ahead and uh, pick a topic while I, while I see oh. what Nightmare Fuel Roman is posting. Right. Oh, that is awful. <laughs> it's called a what the fuck um. <laughs> <laughs> You can find this by googling Cthulhu Turducken. I have consumed a lot of rum in a short period of time. Let's go with a who refuses to let anyone else carve the turkey. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Excellent choice. And I'm going to go with their different name now. Their different name? Rabble. 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 Rabble risers. They used to Robble, be Robble. punk zombies, and that's what I still And then as. Molly got her hands on them because and decided to name them, and she enjoys her puns. I know she does. But yeah, Rabble Risers, especially the one with two swords. Mm. It's supposed to chop, chop. sword inside of him. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, he's got twice the blades, so. The Forgotten Thanksgiving just sounds like a delightful time. Right? Yeah, right? It sounds like- great. Punk zombies making, or rabble risers making an absolute mess of the turkey. Philip and the nanny's just like got turkey skin on his face and is grumpy about it. Archie is making mashed potatoes with his bare fist. (laughs) (laughs) It might actually be a mashed uh, guild guard. We don't really know. There's ice cream in there too. Everyone is having fun though. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The most fun. The Kruligan's table. Yeah, the Kruligan's table. Kruligan's table. <laughs> it's a it's the closest Malifaux will ever get to the never feast in Hook. Yes. Yes. Here's Rufio. Clearly the skelly boy with two swords. Mm. Somehow the hair is still attached to the skull. Okay, so hey, <laughs> people out there on the internet, pause the timer. This is like five seconds though, but you on the internet, go and find someone that can mimic Norman Rockwell and ask them how much money it would cost to do a like a redo of the Thanksgiving painting he did, but with like Molly and all the fucking forgotten characters. Ah, yes. Wonderful. Delightful. 10 out of 10 content. Yes. Perfection. All right. 
Eli, who's carving your turkey? <laughs> well, see, in the Neverborn, there is really only one option of who gets to carve the turkey, and it's not the carver. Okay. It's Baby Cade. Of course. Because ah. no one knows how to get the knife away from him. Or the teddy, <laughs> for that matter. The carver is disappointed every year when he doesn't get to carve the turkey, because Baby Cade gets to it first. Hey, last Baby month was his. With a knife? I don't think so. Baby. What do you have there? A knife! No! <laughs> All right, Doug. Carve us up a picture of someone carving a turkey. Oh, fuck. Uh, Eli got me thinking, like, if we had an Arcanist Thanksgiving. Oh, that's very difficult. My initial answer was McMorning, because, like, would you tell that man to put the knife down? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no one. On the other, on the other hand, he's going to be there like ten hours doing a full autopsy on the chicken or the turkey. It's like, dude, I just want lunch. Well, that depends on how many times he raises it again. <laughs> um, ah, oh, shit, Arcanist, Arcanist. None of them are very like excited. You know what? You know what? Fuck it. Okay. You know what? This is the one thing that kind of annoyed me about the sculpt. And this is my way of dealing with that. It's going to be Karis. Because Karis has a fucking sword for some goddamn reason on her sculpt. She finally gets to use that thing. The one time of the year she gets to use a sword on her belt and no one's going to stop her. Otherwise she'll burn the turkey. That's why she carries it. It's her specific turkey carving sword. Makes perfect sense. The turkey sword. The turkey sword. The carver. Oh wait, that's already a thing. <laughs> There. All right. Mine, uh, my, my little Thanksgiving, uh, devolves into a bit of a competition. Cause, oh, yeah. uh, we're, we're not, we're not carving this turkey. No, 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 no. That's too easy. We have, a we have a three way standoff between Mad Dog Bracket, Pierre Vage, and, um, uh, Willie. Cause they all want to blow that thing to hell. What the fuck is this? Who's invited to this Thanksgiving? <laughs> Specifically, these three guys. They put the, all the mentally unstable characters inside a dome <laughs> and pop a out. And now they're having Thanksgiving. Yep. The dynamite Thanksgiving special. So, like, Papa Loco would be in there, but he's learned a long time not to question the person cooking, which would be a boiler, but. Exactly. Um, there's a mentally unstable cook in this game. Ma. 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 Or just a Puebla. They throw a Puebla and Loco. Probably a Puebla. It's okay. Nobody's going to mess with a Puebla. No one's going to mess with You better not fucking mess with a Puebla. Nah, we're, 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 we're blowing that turkey up. That's just what's happening. It's technically carving just, you know, little... Exactly. Carving into the smallest bits possible. Yeah, really, you're setting up for, for like a pulled turkey sandwich. Oh my god, they just invented molecular gastronomy. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Uh, no, Roman, <laughs> carve the turkey. All right, so I'm seeing somewhere at this point around the uh, the Explorer's Compound, you have McCabe set up in his, his tent with all of his, his wastrel ruffian friends. They all share one tent. And a mustachioed thief. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and, and all of them are like looking at this, this bird that they have for wastrel Thanksgiving. Which, of course, they stole from somebody's tomb. The eternally ready-to-eat turkey. Yeah, wall, wall, wall chicken. Excellent. Yeah. 
but all they have is like these these they have their gang weapons or like you know pocket knife but like street fighting pocket knife butterfly knife not great for carving stuff mccabe on the other hand in addition to his his lightsaber sword he has a lot more trinkets he, he's that D D character that has a magic item for everything but most of them are like never useful but he has one particular knife that carves the perfect not even just turkey but the perfect meat every time and it even cooks it as you cut it <gasps> so he's not letting anybody else touch it so all you're telling me is uh that 10 thunders is still okay gotcha yeah so there's a ridiculous appliance out there that you all know it's called a turkey carver <laughs> It's a fucking reciprocating saw <laughs> that you call a kitchen appliance. And I feel like this is the thing that McCabe got, and he thought it was this fancy schmancy relic he stole, but it was just Karina fucking with him. <laughs> a soulstone-powered turkey carver. I do wonder how often like McCabe comes across relics and shit that are completely useless, like this this turkey carver knife and isn't that like most of actual archaeology? I know it's like it's like a box, and like every time you open it, it's constantly filled with food, which would be great, but it's fucking aspect recipes from the 1950s, <laughs> and no one wants them. <laughs> oh. oh, rough. Why does it jiggle, and why does it have hot dogs and cottage cheese in it? <laughs> um, you know, to get your nutrition in as quickly and as efficiently as possible. God, my, oh god. My dad has this fucking Jello recipe. Pause the goddamn video. Pausing. <laughs> he has a, a Jello recipe that he loves, and apparently my mom is likes as well. It is green jet lime, green Jello, fucking pineapple, cottage cheese, oh. and walnuts. Oh, it looks like vomit. Oh. Barf salad. Oh. And he, te- he teases me with it. He's like, oh, you do what you want in my special salad? I'm like, no. Oh. Because I was born in an age where people were stopped, stopped fucking around with gel and realized it was shit unless it's for dessert. You were also born with taste buds. Yes. Oh. Oh. Little known fact, there was a plague that went around in the 1950s which destroyed the taste buds of like most of the children. So, blame boomers for all bad food. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> All right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a little past tipsy. I don't know. Should we keep that in there? I mean, absolutely. Oh, uh, Eli, moving on. The one episode as my though, parents listened to. Though we have the one's going to ask this question. What bean is the best representative for each faction of Malifaux? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, really? God, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm never born. I'm going to say jelly bean. Ah, nice. You know there's a bunch of them in Candy's basket? Absolutely. Plus, they're killing humans. <laughs> Sugar. Aww. <laughs> it's Doug's turn. And so, I'm going to give the same reaction to... Uh, I'm going to give this faction the same reaction they had to this bean. Where I was like, oh, really? That's a fucking bean? Whereas, oh, really? That's a fucking faction? And that's going to be the bite. <laughs> God damn it. No, you can you can do that too. I'm, I am not laying claim to the bayou. Mostly, this is just to point out the fact that there exists something called a screw bean that looks like a like it's it's a spiral fucking bean and it's weird as shit. So you know, weird ass bean, weird ass faction bayou, good enough. 
I'm putting I'm putting this in the in the fucking chat. Screwbean. Prosopis pubescens. Wow. It has pube in it. Very gross. Nice. Very good. Oh wow! What the fuck? Yeah. Daily shit, right? Backstage. There. Poof. Paste. Done. You're welcome, Internet. Oh. Oh, that is uh, that is a heck of a bean, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Like caterpillars without legs. <laughs> All right. I guess it's I guess it's my turn to pick a bean. <laughs> and we're gonna go with the humble guild. And there's there's no other bean to represent the guild besides the red bean. Fair. It's pretty useful and like all over the place, whether or not you want it to be. Yep. <laughs> Simple, versatile, matching color. Very delicious when mashed into a paste. Exactly. Uh, Roman, give us a bean. Well, since Doug didn't do it, I'm going to Arcanist. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, there's only one bean that can be the best bean for those hardworking union boys and girls and robots. And that is the coffee bean. Understandable. Uh, I mean, you can you can make an argument that that's that's more of a bayou bean, but yeah, nothing screams hardworking individual than 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 the black than than the fuck. That's my answer. Working that nine to five. Hot bean juice. Hot bean water. Uh, Victoria, give us a bean. Um. Well, we all know I do resurrectionists, and uh, fuck it, kidney bean. There it is. Waiting for that one. Gotta do the kidney bean. Gotta. Uh, the concept of resurrection is chili just popped into my mind. Ugh. Now we all know our beans. Doug, pick a topic. Oh, yeah. Also, I want to, we're going to say Ten Thunders is going to be the soybean. Because... <laughs> uh, Not the... Uh... You'd be absolutely surprised how many things it's actually inside of. Oh, nice. Also edamame, because yeah. reasons. Because obviously... Because we're um, Shut up. You know, I'm kidding. Also slightly, yes. Oh, uh, my topic. But why? Okay. I love yeah. so the topic. I don't love the 10th Edamame is delicious. Okay. Um, oh, lima beans because everyone just throws them out. Hey, we're going to oh. double down and go with... I love yeah. lima beans. I think that says a lot about you. We're going to double down and go with, <laughs> go with another one that was... Um, my answer ended up being like historical referenced. So we're going to go with our first, I think first, Black Friday topic. Yeah. And what is Malifaux's dark twist on Black Friday? Because one of my favorite stories was the, was the Easter one involving Luther the Pasha here. <clears throat> and so they, they and you know, car, carving night with, with Halloween. Admittedly, Halloween was always supposed to be spooky, but involved less murder than Malifaux normally does but anyways black friday black friday surprisingly enough a lot of times when people put black in front of a word it's bad (laughs) black friday was introduced to us in like the 1960s in philadelphia but i went and looked up other black days and the one i decided to fit into black friday malifaux's version of black friday so we'll set this up they decided that you know what um nothing's going to stop human innovation and capitalism. So we're going to have a day where we're going to hold a bunch of sales and people can go out and buy stuff and just be happy and enjoy the day instead of being slaughtered by the government or the natives or the plants or literally everything. But of course, uh, what hubris wouldn't allow that to uh, go on without some sort of fuck up. So we're going to mix black Friday with black Sunday. 
which happened during the Great Depression in which basically the biggest effing dust cloud dust storm ever happened to the Midwest because there was a giant ass drought going on. If you all know your history about your U.S. history. And so not only were we having the depression, but like people weren't able to grow crops because there was a drought. And because of the drought, there was a lot of dust. And so we had the dust bowl. And so there was basically this day where the fucking storm was so huge and widespread that so much of the United States was covered in more or less black. And some people died and it was fucking awful and people thought the world was ending. So we're going to combine that with Black Friday. We're going to say... During this day of celebration and purchasing, suddenly this giant dust storm rolls in and all hell breaks loose. Because guess what? The second you step out onto the street, uh, you are surrounded in a cloud of dust and no one can find you. So suddenly looting happen happens and the Neverborn roll in. They're like, oh, hey, no one can no one can see us here. So we're just going to start killing people willy nilly. So uh, what I'm saying is that during Black Friday, people uh, stampede, chaos reigns, folks die. And it's more or less modern day Black Friday. <laughs> so it's it's the purge. Yes. Wonderful. I love it. That sounds also horrifying. That was a very long explanation. I do not regret it. Yeah, no, I don't I'm gonna have to follow that up. Um <laughs> so my idea for Malifo Black Friday, um, we're following a very loose train of thought is you've got this day like we're not gonna say it's every year, it's like once a decade or something, where there's like a weird moon, stuff gets all funny. And we've got the Nephilim and this weird dark moon powers up their powers up all their super black blood abilities. But they also start like bleeding through their skin. So you've got Nephilim just like screaming about bleeding through their skin. And it's an absolute nightmare, much like real Black Friday. (laughs) I like it. Yeah, it's awful and I hate it. (laughs) But it's the only visual I have in my head right now. Would you believe you stole mine? That is moderately terrifying, but not surprising. <laughs> Better think of something quick, buddy. Yep, hang on. Did, did I really, like, actually steal you your idea? You straight up did. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Oh, that's, that's typical. Yup. Okay, I, I got one. Alright. So, Black Friday in Malifaux is not actually widely known to the human side of things. Outside of the Explorer Society. (laughs) For them, it's not a celebration. It is a historical event from the first time they came to Malifaux as a society and sent out their first exploration party. They ran into some natives, but they were, they were good explorers. They didn't immediately try to genocide them. They like tried to make nice and, and, had what we would think of as a Thanksgiving with them, a, a dinner, a breaking of bread. And everyone who ate from the dishes that the natives brought them, whether they were never born or woes or mimics, we don't we don't know. This is not a thing that they got far enough into. We hadn't they hadn't been there long enough to know one way or the other. But everyone who ate out of that uh, was horribly disfigured. And it's actually the reason why Cooper is mostly robot. He ate the forbidden mashed potatoes. He did. He did. And the uh, most likely Nephilim blood gravy. Oh, no. Oh, they got him. Yep. So, yeah, that that is their Black Friday. Uh, it is 
the reason that they want to continue exploring. They want to find the recipes and burn them so that this never happens to anyone again. After, of course, they copy them down themselves so they can weaponize them. Understandable. So we're, we're confirming a food-based master for Explorer Society, then, is what you're saying. Oh, naturally. Totally. If I don't get Guy Fieri as, a, as an Explorer's master, I'm going to be very sad. That Guy would be Fieri's already in, in the awesome. guild as the steward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Victoria, spin us a Black Friday tale. I literally... I was really hoping this one wouldn't get picked, because I don't have an answer. I can go next if you need more time. Please. Okay. So, uh, every year, Jacob Lynch celebrates uh, a little day called Blackout Friday. See, there was a day when uh, there was a complete and total blackout, just darkness in uh, the honeypot. And you would think, you know, all the power goes out, all the lights go out in the honeypot, people are going to start rioting, they're going to take all the money, they're going to take all the booze. And for some strange reason... Nobody stole anything from Jacob Lynch. It was weird. And so he celebrates the kindness of his uh, customers every year by having a little celebration called Blackout Friday, where he turns out the lights and everybody gets to do a little bit of a little bit of stealing. It's a little bit fun. Everybody gets a little bit of uh, that special whiskey for free. <laughs> And gets to take it home with them and share it with their friends. Oh no. Because oh, no. he's so happy about how kind and generous the people of Malibu are. He wants to give back. Of course. <laughs> That's real good. I like that. <laughs> yep. Thank you. What a what a kind soul. Kind, yes, not super fucking sus at all. <laughs> not not sus. Huh. <sighs> Victoria, do you have something? Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Let's hear it. <laughs> So, you know, day after the forgotten Thanksgiving. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> on, on, on the blackest of Fridays. Out in the quarantine zone, the uh, Rezzers have their own sort of special celebration day. Where a giant black market for organs pops up for one day only. <laughs> oh, everything. Got to go. <laughs> Gotta get them Black Friday deals. Mostly because most people don't have refrigeration at this point in time. Yes. I hear kidneys are two for one this year. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. Uh, a question. Mitchell just pops by. <laughs> oh, sick liver. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that guy looks like a wimp. <laughs> uh, for Doc Mitchell, it's about to be black and blue Friday. Oh, no. Poor guy. Do resurrectionists value neverborn organs more than human organs? Or are they like just tainted because of the black blood? You don't see a lot of zombie Yeah, there's not a ton of Nephilim. Okay, well there are in, in Through the Breach. And and they're actually pretty oh, fucking they're awful. Like they're terrible. They're terrifying. Yeah. I feel like they would want gremlin livers, though, just because you're putting a lot of poisons and things into your zombie to keep them fresh, and the, the gremlin liver will process that Oh, somehow. Jesus. Gremlin liver is like foie gras levels of prices. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think you would give gremlins volunteering to, to become, you know, harvested for foie gras, because they're just force-fed 24-7. Oh, no. 
I don't know. I feel like you wouldn't have to force feed a gremlin 24 seven. I think you just give them free food 24 seven and they yeah. eat it. It's a slightly, yeah. slightly less inhumane foie gras. It just happens to be from gremlins instead of geese. Ah, wonderful. So, you know, everything is just has that tinge of booze to it. Even better. Yeah. Like, I don't see how that's not an improvement. The grains are force fed are hops. Nate. All right. Yeah, it's my turn. Um, let's see. Which Malifaux character would say that their favorite holiday is Black Friday? Ooh. Yeah. We're going to keep on the Black Friday train. I, I think it's fun. And you know who's getting the whole family up, getting them in the van at, like, the, you know, crack of dawn, you know, getting in line. That's Ma Tuckett. <laughs> We're waking the entire clan up, and we are going shopping, kids. Any of you little brats doesn't carry their weight or talk back, you're getting, a, you're getting a spoon to the back of the head. That's how it is. <laughs> I'm just picturing a fucking, like, a, a Chevy Astro that Karina <laughs> left in the middle of the bayou. A station wagon. A fucking caravan. Dutch caravan. Sparks fixed that bad boy up. Really, really the most important part, though, is that they get there before Somer. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, that is that is where the uh, that is where the true conflict comes. They don't care about the deals. They care about preventing him from getting the deals. <laughs> yeah, like they're gonna stand. They're gonna stand in line for far too long. Um, you know, just kind of window shop, block off doors, just do everything in their power to make sure that that Somer doesn't get that fifty-inch TV. <laughs> I love her version of Karina, where she just randomly abandons things. She's a troll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if weird, she's not a troll. They're weird is wrong. <laughs> Exactly. Our she's our, of she's our character now. <laughs> <laughs> she's the steam-powered scoundrel of Malifaux. She, yes. Holy shit! Yes, she is. <laughs> oh, Roman, who are we going Black Friday shopping with? So, you know who else loves Black Friday? Not because of the deals, but because they specifically don't need them. They just like watching human train wrecks in, in action. Lucius. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. I feel like he works with Nelly, and they put out like the most malicious advertising for like. <laughs> oh, entirely! Oh DR. my god, They're, them combined invented like the five pound uh, Black Friday edition of the newspaper. <laughs> yep. yep, yep, yep. It's like five bags stapled to the thing. Like you fill the bag up, you get twenty percent off or some shit. You watch the newsy walking down the street, and he's jacked as fuck because he's been throwing <laughs> those things at people's doors and breaking windows. You got to bring out the thick newsies. Yep. <laughs> And in fact, the, the front page headline on that day every year is use this newspaper to beat people out of your way as you buy X thing. <laughs> spend, spend, spend. Yes. And, and, and Lucius being being that guy has like gone to each one of these stores and given them between one and five of each of these things that's on sale. And yet he still shows up at the one that is going to be the new hotness every year. And he buys all. All but one of them, right before everyone else is allowed in the store. <laughs> oh, what an asshole. Oh, no, and then just sends the scribe home with them and sits in the comfy chair that he had them bring to put in front of the store with his cognac and cigar that he's not actually smoking and watches everyone else tear themselves apart literally over the last one. Oh, no. Oh, no. Using the newspaper. <laughs> he's got a warehouse full of Tickle Me Elmo's, doesn't he? Nope. <laughs> and Furbies. <laughs> uh, Victoria, who are you going Black Friday shopping with? 
I don't know. I feel like Hoffman really enjoys Black Friday just for all the electronics. Mm. Yeah, I dig it. Get them, get them parts. I want to see a. I want to see a fifty-inch TV that that Hoffman has like turned into a construct. Yes. Well, you know, you got to mount the TVs on the um, the peacekeepers. There you go. Otherwise, how else will we give them like a more adorable face yes. than the the crude metal face they normally have? Oh shit! Why am I picturing Hoffman like stapling welding a TV to the face of a fucking peacekeeper instead of this murder machine's? Normal face is a goddamn cute anime girl. <laughs> why do Hoffman's I th- a weeb? Why do I think Hoffman's a weeb? <laughs> I mean, Hoffman's absolutely a weeb. He does mecha. Like, yeah, he, he's a weeb. And then he kills the Gundam <laughs> faction. <laughs> and Somer, Somer's chasing around the peacekeeper with the 50 inch TV, like, wait, I'm trying to buy you. His <laughs> <laughs> avatar transformation was a magical girl transformation. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Oh, God damn it. That was beautiful. That was a winning answer. Who was that, Victoria? <laughs> oh, was it your answer, Victoria? That's my answer, yeah. Oh, I think you won. That was beautiful. Eli, who are we going shopping with? Oh, this person doesn't go shopping. Oh, no. Uh, this person loves Black Friday. Uh, it's Pandora. Ah, for similar reasons to uh, to our friend Lucius, but she does a little bit more direct influencing of the emotions. Oh God! Every every year, there's that one store where there's a literal massacre, and it's strange. She's there every time. It's so <laughs> weird. How odd! What a coincidence! This long-haired redhead is at the shop every time. Like, is there? Uh... Nah, couldn't be. I mean, too sweet. If you say long-haired redhead in Malifaux, that's still like 20 people. That's true. Oh, shit. Well, no, some of them are now short-haired. That's true. <laughs> yeah, Lady Justice shows up and kills everyone for the new greatsword. <laughs> <laughs> but this one's got a hat. Not only a pretty good sword <laughs> This one's now. got a hat. <laughs> uh, all right. Doug, who are you shopping with? Oh, now I'm picturing, like... If we ever come up with like which masters and Malfar are secretly best friends, top of the top of it has to be fucking Pandora and Lucius. Yes. Oh god, yep. yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Sure. Just okay. for chaos reasons. Um I I I was the one who submitted this question because I wanted to get uh political. <laughs> oh no. Fuck. Oh good, great, excellent. Let's do it. Oh, you know who loves Black Friday? A person who loves oh just oppressive people getting as close together as possible. And as a man from that state, well like the blood worst COVID <laughs> statistics, I think the person who loves Black Friday the most is goddamn Hamlin. <laughs> Uh, Black yeah. Plague Friday. It is real Hamlin hours, my dudes. Oh, oh yep. Oh. Yeah. Yep, yeah. That, uh, yeah. That tracks. This state is dumb sometimes. Yes. Um. Yeah. Okay. Hamlin is what I want. <laughs> Hamlin. Yeah. No, I definitely. Yeah. Uh, that that has that has good good reasoning. Weight. It has weight to it. It has definite weight. All right, Roman. Let's uh, find another topic. I think we're going to stick on the Black Friday option, because this is fun. And I'm going to go with, you get one Malifaux minion as your Black Friday shopping partner. Who is it and why? No killing other shoppers. 
And for me, there's a couple really good ones, I think, for this one. But I think you, you got to go with the uh, – no, it, it's got to be a Ronin because mm. they get to move like two inches at the start of their – at the start of the turn, another three at the start of their turn, and then like you're, they're not allowed to kill other shoppers, so the rest of their stuff isn't great. But they have hard to kill. They will be able to get in there and grab the, the toy or whatever the new hotness is for you. And then once you're done with them, you can just have them stab themselves and you get soul stones or cards out of it. It's fine. Ah, good. We're going to take a, uh, a shopping partner who's going to kill themselves. Excellent. That's, that's fucking dark. I mean, you're shopping in Malifaux. Someone's going to die anyway. Too true. Uh, Victoria, who uh, who you taking with you? Kruligan, hands down. They can run in and grab whatever and like pop right back to me. So, yeah. That's a good oh, choice. Shit. So you stand by the cash register. Yes. Yep. You let the crew then, you know, take <laughs> old lady's purse to the face. <laughs> Grab that soul stone toaster. <laughs> soul stone toaster. Oh, to no. Me, that was my answer for, like, the fucking new hotness question that we're not going to get to, I think. Because guess what? The soul, the, the toaster was, uh, the, the patent for the toaster was, was submitted in 1909. Oh, nice. Why the fuck nice. am I such on, like, a historical kick today? <laughs> I don't know, it's good, though. It's good content. And there's poof, immediately right back to you. Cash out. Yeah. Wave at Pandora and Lucius. Yep. Go on. <laughs> yeah, that is, a, that, is a, that is a 100% good choice. You give them like $3 and send them on their way. A candy. Yeah. Eli, who are you uh, Who are you taking? Well, it has to be a minion, right? Yes. Yeah. So... What's a minion that can go places fast and carry lots of things and get through crowds very, very easily? Let's go with the mature Nephilim. Oh, Jesus fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> who's going to you know, even if you don't, Yeah, even if you don't kill anyone, I don't think anyone's going to... Muscle shoppers at Walmart. <laughs> Attention, Walmart shoppers. Oh, that is oh. the timer. Let me just oh, well, go ahead and shut that down, and we can uh, finish this up. I think we, we should go through in the, in the uh, double round. Finish up a whole round? Cool. Uh, so that was Eli taking the mature Nephilim to Walmart for maximum chaos. Doug, who's your shopper of choice? Okay, so, like, getting to the item is, is perfectly enough. It is, it's fine. It's, it's relatively easy. The thing is, holding on to it is a bit of a problem. Okay, so you know what? Who's who's going to be a person that can like hold on to an item and guarantee it's yours until you want to cash out? And I think that is going to be the Death Marshal, where he can Ooh. just pine box that toaster oh, yeah. for sure. And then if someone just tries to steal it from them, they're going to open up that open up that that coffin and be like, "What the fuck is this?" And then a zombie jumps at them or, or something. <laughs> so at that point, your item is secure, except unless Terror wants wants it. Gotta 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 make sure Terra doesn't want it. Yeah, yeah, to make sure Terra doesn't want it. But other than that, it is perfectly safe. So I'm gonna go. And save if Terra one. does, you just grab two. You yes. Just talk to Terra before you go shopping. Yeah, it's uh, that works. They're like Mister Mister Death Marshal. Um, this is not a story involving a resurrectionist whatsoever. So you're not going to die. Go get that toaster, please. Just just thump it into the box, <laughs> and no one's gonna be able to mess with you. Please, sir. Please. Please. All right, well, uh, I'm going, I'm going shopping, and I'm taking a huckster. Ah, solid choice. Right. Solid, yeah. Like we're gonna we're gonna set down some false claims, get some people distracted by uh, 
you know, grabbing the wrong item, we're going to slip in there, take a secret passage, get what I need, and uh, get on out. Loot the supplies, baby. Can't stop me. That's suspiciously well thought out. I mean, it was either them or a bandita. We're just going to steal it. <laughs> Nate, are you sober? Yes, I am sober. That's cheating! <laughs> Nate is cheating. <laughs> Look, I got very drunk last night, and I'm recovering. <laughs> Start over. Uh, Start the entire part over. <laughs> Reboot. Nate, I'm disappointed you didn't choose the Bayou Smuggler. I specifically left that one open for you. Also a good choice, but I feel like I feel like they the hucksters carry the loot. <laughs> uh, fair enough. A lot of good choices. Victoria. Oh shit! No, Nate, Nate, you gotta say it because this is your podcast. Victoria. <laughs> New topic. What's the best dish of all of Malifaux that you can't get on Earth, and where do you get it? So I'm going to go out on a limb and uh, say that the rogue necromancy actually tastes pretty darn good. Oh, God. It's like a form of turducken. It's a form That's of another turducken. And uh, to get it, you just uh, prepay McMorning, and oh, it shows up on your doorstep on Thanksgiving. Oh, no. He knows where you live. A live rogue necromancy. <laughs> it's always dead. It's just a matter of how dead. Is it moving? <laughs> Cast Ray's dead on the chicken. <laughs> Chicken or rice? Uh, rice chicken. chicken. <laughs> uh, all right, Eli, what are you preparing for us? Uh, so this one's kind of inspired by uh, Dune. They have that, uh, the spiced coffee. So Malifaux equivalent of that is like a soul stone seasoned coffee. Oh, oh fuck. Stop putting soul stone dust in the things, you dumbass. <laughs> Sorry, Eli, continue. <laughs> that's how you see through time. That's how you see through time, and that, that's how they—that's how they do space travel. That's uh, <laughs> that's the best part of waking up for Tara. <laughs> Soulstone coffee in her cup. Best part of waking up is Soulstone in your cup. Doug, another tangent. One sec. So gremlins are dumb. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is tangent. But we know dumb. through the game of Malifaux that they know and they know how to use soul stones, right? Uh-huh. So how does a gremlin verify that a soul stone is genuine? Because someone could sell them like a shiny rock. You bite down on it, of course. Of course, exactly. <laughs> you bite down on it like a gold coin. But of course, it was actually a soul stone for a split second, a gremlin transcends space and time. <laughs> like the fucking mine expansion meme. Because they've only they're the only ones that have managed to transcend humanity, because no human is dumb enough to bite down on a soul stone, of course not. Okay. My actual answer, getting back on topic. What the fuck did I write down? I wrote this down. Oh yes, okay. This one is not necessarily the tastiest, but it's the most expensive. Because uh, getting it involves angering a very, very dangerous mama, specifically a um, a mother of uh, of spawns, if it will. Uh, uh, so the 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 most the most bestest dish in all of Malifaux is the Cillerid omelet, which involves grabbing Cillerid eggs and surviving the angry mother that is definitely after you, and with enough time to cook it and enjoy the meal before the spawn mother gets a hold of you and. You become the meal. It's the most dangerous game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it a Cillerid omelet or Cillerid caviar? Yup. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> um, caviar is for prudes. 
<laughs> so it is an omelet. Okay, fair enough. Scrambling bad boys. All right. So I have I have a delicacy that is near impossible to prepare uh, because you need to to prepare this dish a very special soulstone knife. And that is Tara and Karina's famous Void Wretch Sticks. <laughs> Literally impossible for anyone else to prepare. <laughs> but negative calories. If you can, <laughs> and yeah, the dietary benefits alone. Dang. If you survive and can afford it, chef's kiss. Delightful. 10 out of 10. Uh, Roman, what's cooking? All right. Had to show up at some point. The uh, best dish in all of Malifaux. It's a scotch egg, except... Oh, no. Yeah, it, it's not a chicken egg. It's a Malasaurus Rex egg. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's a big scotch egg. That's huge. Yeah, it's 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 so big, in fact, that you can get an actual Scotsman out of it. <laughs> but no, the, the in addition, to, it's not just down to getting the Malasaurus Rex egg. You then have to get it to the bayou, because the only way, the, the only way you can make this scotch egg perfect is with a specific brew of the Brewmasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luckily, he likes this particular scotch egg well enough that if you bring him one, he doesn't charge you for the making of it. You just have to give him half of the actual dish. Yeah, you just gotta share. Well, I mean, that's so huge. Like It's a lot of egg. And at yeah. this point, the mama has caught up to you. <laughs> egg. <laughs> oh, wonderful. All right, last topic. Eli, you're up. Make it good. Make it the best. Right. <clears throat> well, the only way to survive that is if you happen to make a silver omelet at the same time. <laughs> and both omelets to fight each other. Oh, the ultimate battle. I am not a, sorry for interrupting. Don't be. Name a character. Next player names their favorite food. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Tell you what, I'll be nice, Doug. What's Tony's favorite dish? Oh, shit. Um, oh, you don't know? Damn <laughs> 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 the thing is, is like, I really, really want to reuse a pun, and that is not the sandwiches. Oh, <laughs> good sir. Oh, so what good. What a side of punch. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I apologize to the internet for using a joke, but... I know. He put me on the spot. I apologize. That's fair. How dare he question my loyalty to her? I mean, you're allowed to abandon her. At God damn it! You both! <laughs> <laughs> oh, double got him. Nine years of marriage, and you betray me this way. Uh, you pick on me all the time. So <sighs> okay, that's fair. I love you. Okay. Uh who's who's behind? Oh, Nate. Hey, Nate. Yeah. Nate. Nate, 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 Nate. What Nate, is Nate, Nate. favorite food of the rogue necromancy? Um, McMorning's table scraps. <laughs> that is a notorious beggar. It gives him th- three sets of puppy dog eyes. Like whatever, whatever Dougie's eating at the table, whether it be you know part of a corpse or actually eating dinner. That, Homemade that rogue, butterfingers. That, that <laughs> Snickers. Snickers. <laughs> Snickers. <laughs> You're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and neither is your rogue necromancy. 
it sits down, looks out, up at him with them, them three sets of, of big puppy dog or lion bird. Okay. Looks down. Eyes. It's a sign. Yeah. Uh, now I have to think of something for Roman. All right. The one, the only, the mysterious, the captain. What is the captain's favorite food? Mmm. Well, being a, an, an air mage with a hammer, he, he wants something light and fluffy that he has to smash. He's got to go with mashed potatoes. He do have the mallet for it. I would also accept cloud eggs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. Victoria. I don't know if it actually can imbibe every, anything, but I feel like most things in the Forgotten crew mm-hmm. have a personality. What is the necrotic machine's oh. favorite thing it wishes oh. it could eat? Oh, oh God Watch damn it. My feelings, Roman. What the fuck? <laughs> Ponto. Ponto. Ponto wishes that just once, just once, she could have a chocolate chip cookie. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say either choice. that or wishes she could share in um, Archie's ice cream. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, just go with chocolate chip cookie. Archie, Archie takes the ice cream from people that make the ice cream. The chocolate chip cookies are made with love from Maul herself. Of course. She makes cookies for all the forgotten characters. And they might not have functioning taste buds, but they love them. And they love them so much. And Ponto just wishes Ponto had a mouth to enjoy some cookies. I mean, she still gives Ponto the cookie, but Ponto can't eat it. Just headbutts it in frustration. Drips neurotoxins on until it melts (laughs) and then, like, absorbs it. You know, like like how a Muppet or a Cookie Monster eats food. <laughs> I was just gonna say this is making Ponto Cookie Monster, and I love it. There's crumbs everywhere. Oh. And on that sad note, Eli. I Wait, no, it was Eli. Eli. yeah. Victoria's got to get one to Eli. Got to pick for Eli. Oh gosh, Eli. What is sure? What's the first mate's favorite food? First mate's favorite food cannot be gremlins. <laughs> That's a cop-out. The first mate's favorite food is other psyllarids. <gasps> we didn't even point him out in the cannibalism question. Yep. But he can't access them very well up in the ship, so that's why he sells for crewmates instead. But <laughs> when when he's down on the ground, he, go, he goes out looking for other psyllarids. Does he enjoy himself a psyllarid omelet, perhaps? Ha <laughs> ha so oh, he's fancy. He goes for the caviar. <laughs> you know he's fancy. Look at that. Look at that coat. So here's here's my here's my thought on this. So his favorite food is more of a forbidden food, a forbidden fruit, the one thing that Zip won't actually let him eat, and that's Earl. <laughs> Christ. Okay. He, he also with a side of Zip. <laughs> You are Earl Burns. You are sleeping fitfully in your cabin aboard the infamous. You wake up because, for some reason, you feel wetness. You wake up, see the first mate with your foot in his mouth. (laughs) Just staring (laughs) at your toes. Staring at you. Your eyes meet. (laughs) Time stops. Ribbit. (laughs) And in flash, he's gone in the darkness. And you wonder, did that really happen? (laughs) 
he knows he can't eat you, but God, he wants to. <laughs> Your shoes keep going. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, this has been a delightful, a delightful Friday night photon. I appreciate it because I'm allowed to just cut loose and drink as much as I want instead of trying to like corral try to, people. Try and you know what? You you did good enough, so we're gonna let you go home now. And uh, oh, you can yes! have Hooray. you can have you can have your show back. Um, we'll uh, we'll get an Uber for you uh, coming tomorrow. So, all right, next episode uh, breakdown of the Explorers Society book. Ooh, nice. I know. I'm I'm promising something I cannot guarantee for sure. <laughs> That'll be an episode down the line. I I'm sure. Why? Oh yeah, when we when well, okay okay. So um um Nate editing can possibly cut this out. Is it too soon? Do we want people to enjoy more? Or do we want to do a spoiler thing as soon as possible? I would say let's go for go for it and just heavily state like we're going over the book in yeah. this episode. Don't listen until you've read it. Yeah, it's definitely one. Buy the like, book, you fucking cowards! <laughs> Buy the book, you fucking okay. cowards. That's good enough. All right, Eli. Good night. Night. Roman, good night. Good night. Victoria will ship your husband back home to you, I swear. I appreciate it. Please put air holes in this box. Uh, Doug, Doug, the uh, the key is inside one of the bottles of ski. You're going to have to drink them <laughs> to find out where it is. The antidote's in another one. Good night, Night Vale. Good night. And as always, we're sorry. We're, we're sorry. sorry. We're so sorry. <laughs> so very sorry. <laughs> Uh, and that's a wrap. <laughs> uh.